Hi there, and thank you for tuning in to The Social Circus, where every week we dive into a variety of topics covering social media, mindset, and how to run your business. I hope that you enjoy today's episode. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Social Circus. I am your host, Sarah Thompson, and this week I am excited to be joined by Yael Kion. Hi, Yael. Hi, how are you going, Sarah? I'm well. How are you? Good, good. Beautiful sunny day here today. So I know, it is. So let me tell my audience a little bit about your amazingness. So I'm going to share with you her um, very sensible bio. So Yael is a small business owner, a FIFO wife, and for my audience that don't know what FIFO is, you don't live in Western Australia because everyone knows what FIFO means fly in fly out so it means we send our husbands away to work and we get to have peace and quiet (laughs) although I need to update that because he yeah he's literally just started a job in town at the minute so we're now finding our feet all together with that but he could go back again because he keeps changing his mind so (laughs) no worries a a mum of two primary schoolers and lots of pets and so over the past seven years Yale has established herself as Australia's go-to email marketing expert for online business owners who are ready to increase their sales in much less time using the power of email marketing all in the spirit of service and providing value, which I love. She does this through one-to-one consulting, her signature program, which is called The Email Experience and The the Easy Email Marketing Podcast. Oh my goodness, sorry, Al, that was terrible. Um, Before starting her business, she worked for 12 years in corporate marketing roles with international companies. And she has two degrees, a Bachelor of Commerce and an MBA. Woo! (laughs) Welcome again. It's lovely. Thank you. Thank you for having me so much. Uh, My pleasure. So I always love to ask, this question of my guests to kick things off um tell me what inspired you to start your own business um yeah so i actually actively avoided starting my own business for a very long time um <laughs> i have a very entrepreneurial aunt and she had her own thing going and she was always like you should do your own thing i'm like no i don't want to do that too much stress i don't want to have to worry about all that but of course kids um happen um and I just, yeah, I started, I first registered the ABN um, when my daughter was um, one and a half and I I had already returned to work part-time and my employer was actually like really flexible, which is, I know, um, very rare these days. They were allowing me pretty much to choose how much I could work. Um, But I was just thinking like, you know what, I'm going in, I'm getting my job done so fast and then I'm coming, then I'm sitting there for however many more hours pretending I'm working. <laughs> We've all <laughs> done got that. everything done. Um, where when I could just be like at home with my daughter or doing mm. other things that I want to get done. And so I thought, you know what, maybe I'll just try a couple of things. And so then I just started, you know, I got absolutely like zapped into the online um, business world thinking, you know, I'll, I'll start something online. Um, and that was, you know, quite a, that was seven and a half yeah seven years ago now so it's like it was very early, still kind of early-ish days but very, yep. very like um yeah just started online course and do all this sort of stuff and um yeah I just got sucked into that whole world and have not left it because I love having a say over my time 
Nice. Oh, that's, and so I, I think you're like a lot of us, like I started my own business cause I was struggling with the juggle and, um, I don't know about you, but I have to be honest, I actually never intended to be in business for very long. I kind of thought there was a stop gap whilst my children were at home. And once they started school, I'd go and get a real job. Um, <laughs> and I wonder how, how many of us started our little baby businesses with that in mind and then went, this is great. I'm not going back. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, I thought about it, you know, I, thought, yeah, but I don't have to worry about trying to, you know, sell. I don't have to try to get these other things. But then I'm like, ah, but again, it's going to come back to that same thing that I'm going to be stuck with doing certain hours and, and just not getting my worth. So, hmm. I'm, I, I mean, it's just easier to try to find another client or it's just easier to just come up with some other idea. Who knows? Definitely. <laughs> where, the, where, where the road will lead us. It's yeah. so always so, I love that aspect of it. So I'm, I've got you on here because you definitely are so well known in that email marketing space. And anyone who knows me knows I'm obsessive about email marketing. And so um, I guess you and I have quite a similar background in terms of corporate marketing. And what made you decide to go down that path with email marketing? Was, did you have a passion for copy before or? Oh, definitely. I'm not a copy person. <laughs> I can do it. I can do it. I'm definitely more the tech. I have to say, I read your emails. Uh, so I beg to differ. Kind of <laughs> like love figuring out that whole thing. Mm -hmm. And I can do copy. Okay. But I'm not a copywriter. Um, no, email marketing was almost by accident. So when I did start, I started very broad as a marketing strategist and I had mm -hmm. all these wonderful ideas. But as you know, there's lots of marketing strategists out there. Mm -hmm. And anytime I spoke about email marketing, I just found everyone was paying attention. Like that's where I was getting the majority of my questions. Everyone was just like reading those blogs because it was blog at that stage and they were responding to those emails. So I thought, you know what, maybe I'll try an offer that's just email marketing. And and it was just took off from there. And then eventually, eventually I just was like, okay, you know what, why didn't I just go and name it and own it and just say I'm email marketing and that's my thing. I can do other stuff. Um, I just currently don't choose to and it's, it's a wide enough world that, um, yeah, you can you can be stuck in it. So I guess that's a, a, a word to those of you who are, you know, taking those early steps and aren't sure. Just build your audience and sometimes they will tell you. <laughs> Absolutely. Focusing. <laughs> yeah. It's really, really interesting that journey, isn't it? And um, it is so true. And I, I have this pinned on my vision board that you can do anything, but you can't do everything. Yes, yes. absolutely. <laughs> and it, when we have lots of skills, it's like people ask me things all the time, like, oh, would you do that? And I'm like, oh, and I get very excited. And then I'm like, no, I can't do that. <laughs> So email marketing, I, I will try really hard to stick to time today because I love this topic so much. But like you say, it's something that people are often um, really tentative about and really kind of feel like, oh, I have to have lots of tech and lots of things going on. So for my audience that are perhaps just starting out with email marketing, where's a good place to start with it? What do you, what's your suggestions? Yes, I agree with you. Um, after having you know, done email marketing for 20 years and my own business for seven and being the email marketing specialist for four years now, I still have a huge list of stuff that I want to do with my email marketing. Definitely. It will never end. So the first thing I want you to do is give yourself permission not to have everything set up straight away. And woohoo! <laughs> I could give you a ton of ideas. I love giving people ideas and inspiration about the potential of email marketing, but you do not need to start with much. All you need is some software. And to be honest, almost any software will do. Obviously, I do have my favorites. We might talk about that later on. But mm -hmm. 
to start, you don't need anything too fancy and it's not that hard to change. So you need just to choose some software that you're happy with. Don't get stuck on trying to choose something for three months. Just pick something. Two, <laughs> you need a sign-up form. So you need a reason for people to sign up. Um, don't say subscribe to my newsletter. Nobody wants a newsletter. Just say just think <laughs> about the value you're going to provide. Brainstorm, actually, you know, brainstorm content and things that you can help your audience with. And then mm -hmm. phrase it like that and say, you know what, if you want to get these tips, insights, um, behind the scenes secrets, you know, special offers, whatever it is, make sure you to join my, you know, community, give it your audience a fun name. Mm. Just have that form and then have a welcome email that automatically nice. gets delivered. That's Love all it. you need to start. And then you just need to get in the habit after that of sending some emails and regularly letting people know how to get on your list. That's where you start. And then we add some layers as you are ready to go and as you learn more about your audience. Um, but the important thing is you need to do that and as soon as possible because there will be people there ready to sign up and they've got nowhere to go. Oh, I love that. And so you did kind of say you, you wouldn't mind talking about it. I'd love to hear your thoughts on um, different software and what's your favourite because I definitely have my own favourites and love to hear what yours are. <laughs> yeah, so... Obviously, it depends. It's it's a huge, it depends on mm. your business and uh, what you want to do, um, what type of business model you have. Um, my answer, my cheat's answer is whichever one you're going to use. <laughs> because if you find it difficult, if you find it overwhelming, if, you, if it doesn't do make things easy for you in terms of the software it integrates with, et cetera, then you're just going to avoid it. So the one yeah. you're going to use is the, is the quick answer. Um, the longer answer is... Um, Think, and I do have whole podcast episodes about this too, by the way. So plenty of reasons right. I want to go deeper. Um, but typically, if you're starting out and you just need something that does sort of all the basics and you don't really want to pay for anything yet, I would be looking at a mailer light. I think mailer light is great for as an entry level thing. Um, yep. I would avoid Mailchimp. Sorry, um, just because they do make diff things difficult, and you do have to pay if you want to get anything beyond just the bare bare bones. And I so I found Mailerlite to be a fantastic alternative for that startup. Having said that, I still do support Mailchimp, and and there are plenty of people in my audience who use it and love it. So all power to them. I'm always fascinated by that because I think nearly all of my clients moved from Mailchimp to Mailerlite when they had that massive price overhaul. And yeah. basically, any automation that you want is now a paid feature. And I think that I'd wonder how much business they lost because of that. Um, so but I'm a, they're, they're, they're the leaders. So they're the people that just get default, um, you know, that and people have been using them for so long. And because, you know, people like people like get their website set up by a website designer and they say, oh, it includes email marketing. And the website de designer just basically creates them a MailChimp account and adds on a form, you know, so, <laughs> so they do it for them. So they think, okay, that's the one that I've, I've got to use, you know. Yeah. Um, so there's a bit of that. Uh, Yes. So I, I, I love what you've said, because I always say to people, start with something free like MailerLite um, yeah. and, you know, it's free till you get to a thousand subscribers. And once you get and there, you'll be happy to pay. Well. <laughs> um, it does support e-commerce on the free plan and does some basic e-commerce stuff too. Mm. However, if you do want a little bit more fancy and something that's a bit more intuitive and designed for what you want it to do for e-commerce, definitely Clavio. I love it mm -hmm. makes it so, so easy. They give you all the templates, they give all the recipes. You can just kind of put it together. Mm -hmm. Um and for service-based businesses, and what I use personally is ActiveCampaign because it gives me all the toys, <laughs> all the automation <laughs> toys one could possibly want and all the lists and all the segments and all the pure joy that I love. But I can understand that is can be overwhelming for, for mm. some people. So um, 
it depends. It's good to give people a pathway to growth though, because yeah. um, you will you will outgrow male alive. Yes, I, I, I genuinely you, believe that. You um, need something that's a you know that you really want to scale up to some more advanced list building strategies. Hey, you could very easily have a service business that has your your list and that you book out easily from your list, and male alive will serve you perfectly well. It's just if you want to start adding in some extra sexy little bits, um, it might not. Yeah, no, definitely. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. It's really helpful. And um, for all the listeners, I will put the links to those um, that Yale has recommended so you can go and have a little look and check them out for yourself. Um, so the question I always get asked, and so I'm going to ask you this, and I know that you're going to give me an interesting answer, but people always say to me, how often should I be emailing it? Can I do it like once a year or is it, does it have to be once a week or what does that look like? And, and I know there are some variables, but tell me your yeah. thoughts on that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah again, it, it, it depends. Um, but and you did make me laugh about the uh, the once a year because... Oh, and I had someone say that. I was like, well, no. That... <laughs> okay, so here's the thing. So under all of that is this fear that I'm going to be annoying or showing up mm-hmm. too much because I don't like getting too many emails. So first thing is we need to give ourselves permission to email the people on our list because mm-hmm. they have volunteered, put in their email address, put up their hand saying, yes, I want to hear from you. I want help. With whatever challenge I've got, you seem to have some sort of solution around that. I am looking for help. Can you please help me? So it is your job, if you want to be a helpful person, a service-led person, to help them. Oh, it's such a good mindset shift. (laughs) Just have that mindset shift. And that doesn't mean every single email that says that is like, buy now, buy now, buy now, buy now, buy now. Absolutely not. But it does mean that you are providing them with the service and they've asked for that service and they know it. Like we've, we've lived with this email marketing thing for 20 years now. People get it. know what they're <laughs> in for when they give you their email address and they know they can unsubscribe anytime and you should absolutely not work, not stress about those unsubscribes either. Um, so I guess behind that is I don't want to be annoying, but what happens is if you don't email very often, if you only do it every, you know, yeah, <laughs> or every six months, or quarter, every yeah. three months, yeah then people forget that they're on your list and they go, who's this person emailing me that that I didn't give them permission? And all of a sudden, oh, I'm going to hit that spam button and I'm going to say, (laughs) no, I didn't sign up for this when they did. Yes. Legitimately. So they're actually the perception shifts that way. So absolutely not. We want it pretty often, more often than you are now, likely. Um, (laughs) Absolute minimum is monthly. Absolute minimum. Oh, thank you for saying that. <laughs> Absolute minimum is monthly. And having said that, we, we can talk in a minute if you need about, you know, what to do with it. It has been a while. Um, but, you know, so don't don't go. You have to write the whole thing off if you haven't in the last mm-hmm. month. Absolute minimum monthly. Um, I would say if you are producing content anywhere else online, a blog, podcast, videos, anything else, minimum as often as you're producing things. It amazes me how many times people are producing amazing content and just not even sending it to their list. Um, then another way I like to look at it is perhaps if you are have regular promotions or you want to say once a month, you really want to focus on your new products or you want to, um, you know, promote your services, whatever it is. If you want to say, you know what, once a month, I will kind of want to give people on my list an opportunity to buy. Well, I would say Mm -hmm. then you at least have to double or triple that in terms of the amount of emails you're sending. So you have opportunity to provide that value and people worry, well, okay, well, I'm not going to have you know, much to send and I, or that sounds too much. And I think as soon as we make that shift into thinking, okay, I'm going to email this more often, all of a sudden that makes us get creative. It makes Mm. us think 
outside of just here's our latest products all of a sudden now we have to think okay well, what does my audience want from me and yeah. how can i help them what would they like to know about and and begin adding those layers in so minimum monthly at least as often as you're producing content at least twice as often as sales but if you can do it weekly <laughs> um twice a week is even possible too like i know people freak out about that but it is 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 possible um but don't think you have to jump from once a quarter to weekly like yes. do what is manageable for you mm. also it doesn't have to be a rule around this in i like sometimes i get really you know frustrated with this thing about oh you have to be consistent and then if you're not consistent for a little while then you may as well write the whole thing off and you give yourself these <laughs> guilt and stuff you know what? If you miss a week, you miss a week. Yes. You just do it. Or if you feel like you've got something really important to say and you already sent out an email on Tuesday, but you know, you've got really something you really want to share and get get off your chest or something you know will really help and it's a Friday, mm. just send it anyway. <laughs> you know, oh, I like that. Be this whole thing. And I guess and, and another layer to this as well um, is just the concept of trying to send less content but more often. Because mm-hmm. we're living in this world where people want short form content you know, mm. the TikToks, the this and the that. Everything's getting shorter, more bursts of information. Yeah. So sometimes there's this tendency to think because I am going into someone's inbox, I have to have the best email ever. I have to have <laughs> this huge thing or it has to have five different articles and all these pictures and all this beautifully designed thing. No. <laughs> so how we, how we offset this, oh, I can't send more than one email a month is by saying, okay, but how about if we divided that one email and just split the content into four and you send it as four emails instead. So it's... Oh, brilliant. But more often. (laughs) Oh, I love that idea. And it's really interesting because I've obviously been around a while and um, I certainly remember when those emails that we sent out were like a a massive newsletter. They had like three blog articles and they had like 20 calls and they were monsters. And there's no way you could produce that weekly. And I've definitely noticed and I do it myself of moving to more short form emails that people can dip in and out of. And so that notion that I suspect a lot of the listeners are doing that big monster email once a month and breaking it down is genius. Yeah, and and it's it's it makes it easier for them too because you can tell your audience exactly what you want to do. So my rule of thumb is just only have one call to action in any email. Always have a call to action. Always have something you want them to do, but have mm-hmm. one thing you're leading to in every email. If you've got more than that, that's too much. It's going to distract them. They don't know what to do next. You want to, they need to be told with as little thinking as possible what you want them to do next. And it could just be click to read this article or ask them a question or whatever. Yeah, yeah, you can have a PS with a PS if you want to book in or some featured products or something that's kind of a little extra, but the focus, the body of the email, one, one point. One topic, one talk, call to action. Oh, yep. such good juicy tips. So hopefully this is going to inspire people because I think the other thing I notice that my clients get really caught up in is I'm not a good writer. Mm-hmm. And that actually stops people taking action. And um, I always have, I always encourage people to just, well, I always say, find your voice. So just start writing as if it's a draft and then go from there. So what are your thoughts when people say that and come to you and say, I'm a terrible copywriter? I noticed that you did very self-deprecating say that you're not a brilliant copywriter. <laughs> no, and I'm I not would... a copywriter. I'm not a professional copywriter. No, but you're a great writer. <laughs> I can write. Yes. You know, and I recognize that, that it was just something that does come a little bit more naturally to me. Um, you know, English was always better than maths, you know, mm. that's just, just something for me. But um, I would just say to that is firstly, the best way to be get to become a better writer is to write. <laughs> and the safest place to practice your writing is email because how many people are seeing it? 
only your subscribers. It's not out there publicly like your website or on social media posts. It's just your subscribers. So it is a safe place to find your voice. It is a nice place. If you write something and it turns out to be really crap, well, it's gone. It's done. (laughs) Don't have to do it again. But if you write something really good, then it's there and you can use it again. And I guess another thing that come and and this comes comes into play as well, where people are not writing emails, so then they don't ask people to join their list, and then they don't write emails because there's not enough people on their list, and so they never grow their lists because it's they're a not chicken and egg. <laughs> so you need to write emails to grow your list, and Absolutely. it doesn't matter if they they're rubbish, just write and but take the pressure off because again we think it has to be this big thing. Or we think it needs to be something professional and and corporate and all of that. No, mm. the conversational medium. You know, email really is just about having a chat. If it helps for you to do voice to text, do voice to text. But honestly, Ooh. you can just type some words. And another tip as well, actually, just quick writing tip as well, is write the middle first. <laughs> I always find yeah. that easier. It's so hard to start with your introduction. Yes. So if you just want to write the bulk of it, here's my three tips or quick tip for this. Start with the tip <laughs> yeah. and then you can actually kind of start. Top and tail it. After, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's such a good tip. And it's really, really interesting. I'm a, um, I'm someone who, I, I'm like you, I actually really enjoy copywriting. I'm also not a copywriter, but I think marketing, we it lends us, uh, we, let, we kind of have so much to do with it. And um, I often find uh, like my, I just kind of write and pretend it's a draft. <laughs> Because it feels so much less pressure. And I think we put all this pressure on ourselves. Like has to be perfect. It has to nail everything. And it's actually like, actually don't. And I love that you've said, treat it as your time to practice and hone your hone your voice. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I know myself. I know myself well enough to know that the the first draft is is the thing. <laughs> I've never really twice. I know back when I was blogging really consistently, I had to have someone do be my proofreading editing because I would never go back to it. <laughs> no, <laughs> that email, isn't. But I don't have that pressure with email because yeah. I can just feel like I can just write talk and be my audience and people who vibe with me, vibe with me and those who don't, don't. And that's okay because I'm mm. a service provider in a sense or I'm an online, I teach people. So yes. if you don't vibe with me, well, then that's okay <laughs> you know that's okay and you're not obviously not going to be my customer anyway so that that's that's okay but then people there'll be people yeah. who do but so oh it's taking all that pressure off i love i've actually you know i talk mindset in so many aspects of my coaching business never thought about talking about it in email marketing but you're 100 right oh my goodness oh it's a now, mindset I, minefield oh my god <laughs> it really is isn't it um and i guess because it's not for me i'm probably not seeing it in my clients which is really bad so um i am mindful of our time today and i will let all the listeners know i'm definitely gonna have yell back because we haven't even touched on email <laughs> funnels and i love that stuff um and so i will have her back to talk about this because I think it's super juicy and it's definitely something we're all very interested in. So um, I will kind of wrap us up and just say um, thank you so much for your time. It's been lovely having you as a guest on the show today. Um, And thank you for generously sharing so many tips. No problem at all. As you can tell, I can ramble on about this for (laughs) hours. Your kindred spirit. I love it. Um, So um, to all my listeners, um, do check the show notes on the website. There'll be links to how you can work with Yale. You can see what offer she's got coming up, which is lots of juicy, good online courses and things. And um, as always, I will see you the same time on the social circus next week. See you later. Thanks so much for tuning in to the social circus. 
As your host, Sarah Thompson, I am thrilled that you've chosen to spend your time hanging out with me. I would be so grateful if you could spare an extra moment to go and leave me a review on your favorite podcasting platform. And if you even felt more excited, you could share my podcast with your friends who you think would get great value from it. Thanks so much again for tuning in.